Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Hey guys, it's Morgan. Welcome back to the show. If you haven't yet, hit subscribe. Today we're answering some fun questions that kind of have to deal with um, a bunch of different topics, but they're all from young ladies asking for advice on one thing or another. And you know what? Let's just say this episode is for the girls. Let's get on into it. But of course, have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then you go to use it and it's not very absorbent? It's a towel. Guess what? Leaving you out to dry. That's why my pillows developed the My Pillow towels. Towels at work. I know it's crazy. It's mind blowing. For forty nine ninety nine with promo code Morgan, you can get a six piece towel set with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. Six piece towel set forty nine ninety nine with promo code Morgan. I have the black ones and the white ones and a lot of nice green plants in my bathroom. You could put eucalyptus in the shower. Did you know this? And it releases good things that are they're good for you. You know what I mean? So do that. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code Morgan. That's a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code Morgan. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Okie dokie. So question number one. Let's see. This, this was an interesting one because for me, I'm kind of phasing out of this exact thing. But because I went through it, I can answer this with quite a lot of detail. And we're going to get a little personal because I, I do want to help you guys. I get some questions sometimes, and this one was more specific, but it asked for advice for women who want to get into media. So I'm going to give you my two cents on this entire situation. Let's just start with the basics. If you're providing commentary, if you really want to get in media, and specifically in the kind of political commentary that I've been doing for the last handful of years, the number one thing that gets you booked again, that gets people interested, that makes people want to have you come onto their show or that makes people want to engage with your content is to just provide your own unique thoughts. Okay. I know that seems kind of basic, but at the end of the day, political commentary and the industry of politics, because it truly is an industry, unfortunately, it's basically like Twitter, where if something happens, for example, the Chinese spy balloon, everybody in the conservative movement has to put a tweet out about a Chinese spy balloon, and it's basically the same sentence, but a couple words are changed in each tweet so that it seems kind of original. And I can't tell you how much I dislike this. And when I started to realize that that's how we behave, not just on Twitter, but in all commentary, it really is like, well, what are we doing here? And what kind of positive impact are we having? And so what I've found in terms of getting booked again actually getting hired to commentate and getting people interested in what you have to say is to not only provide your own unique thoughts and not just be another voice that's saying the same thing, making the same cheap joke about Hunter Biden or about the Chinese spy balloon, but instead really, really ask yourself, you know, given your experiences, given your evaluation of it and what you understand, what are the questions you have? What are the questions that come to mind that haven't been asked yet on this topic? What are the topics that haven't been discussed? And for me, what I love to do is what are the dots that haven't been connected? That's just my personal twist on things because you guys know I love history. And so whenever I would get asked on to Newsmax, listen, I've been on I've been on CNN, Fox, Newsmax, MSNBC, 
a, a bunch of those bigger ones. Whenever I am asked, I love, especially when I was going on Newsmax like multiple times a week, I would look at whatever the current event was and then I would say, what is something in our recent history in maybe the 20th century where this happened and people reacted in a certain way and, and we didn't learn the lesson or, or what's something in the past that's connected to this because now we're dealing with this problem because it wasn't solved correctly in the past. I just love connecting the dots past to present. So that's kind of my angle on things when I commentate. And then when the bookers, because you're trying to impress the bookers, right? When the bookers are looking for somebody, like for example, something happens with socialism. Maybe Bernie Sanders says something about socialism or AOC does something about socialism. The bookers now know, you know what we could do? We can bring on Morgan because she likes to commentate on the connection between young people, history, and current events. And she'll be able to talk about why socialism is becoming a trending topic, especially in the younger generations. They're going to have in their mind, listen, this certain person likes to commentate in this style and talk about these subjects with an expertise kind of approach. And so they're a good fit for XYZ. That's just kind of how it goes. Now, the additional thing that you should do with bringing your own unique thoughts, your own unique evaluation, adding new points to the conversation is actually focusing on solutions-oriented messaging, being positive. So that includes speaking calmly, it includes speaking confidently, and it also includes talking like a normal person, okay? Because we're trying to be different. We want to be different than the rest of the schmucks out there that are kind of freaking people out, sounding the alarm bells, and using, again, the same sentence on the issue like everybody else is, basically doing what happens on Twitter. So when we bring solutions into the the situation as well, people are also like, oh, okay, I feel like I could actually move forward and accomplish something given this new information that I have. I'm not just listening to somebody tell me how bad the situation is with the Chinese spy balloon. I get it. It's not a good thing. So, So those are kind of my When you are talking, here's kind of how it should go. The back end of it is, again, you guys, you have to understand the bookers have a lot of slots to fill if you want to be a commentator. This is all, again, if you want to be a commentator on the news, and I'll get into other options as well. But they want somebody that specializes in that subject, whether it's just young people in general, or maybe you like to talk about pro-life issues and abortion. So whenever something happens on the news, you can be the go-to person for that. For me, it's always been socialism, communism, radical leftism, and of course, young people, and kind of relating to that education. So that's how I got my start, is the bookers want to find somebody who can speak specifically on that subject. Once you kind of start talking about those topics, though, Maybe they'll be like, hey, can you actually come on, Morgan, and talk about abortion? We need to fill this slot, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of how it goes on the back end. So just keep that in mind of like, what are you providing to someone that needs to have a guest on the show to talk about something? And then vice versa, if you are trying to make your own content, then what are you providing specifically to people? Now, that's all fun and games, right? Um, but but here's the thing, and this is why I don't do it anymore. <laughs> like, I just gave you all that advice because for years I was doing that. And then I, this year, said, you know what? I don't want to do news hits anymore. I don't want to be a political commentator anymore. I don't actually enjoy doing this. And so why do I spend my time doing it? I have my my many, many reasons. But for me, it's because I just started to kind of as I got older, I, I realized where do I want to be spending my time? And for me personally, it's just not in political commentary. But if this is your cup of tea, then we need to start asking the questions like this. What is the lifestyle going to be based on whatever career in media I pursue. What is the day-to-day going to be? I've said this before in advice 
Q&As about career stuff earlier. And I, I think I said something along the lines of like, before you actually pursue a career in something, this is why internships and real world experience are so valuable before you dedicate your entire life to something like this. Uh, you really want to be able to visualize what the day in the life kind of vibe is for whoever works at that company, whoever has the kind of work situation that you're trying to achieve. So one of those key questions when you're asking what is your day-to-day going to be, you kind of got to ask yourself, what do you want out of this? Do you want consistency and daily expected schedule where everything's the same? Or do you want to be more of a part-time on-call person? Or do you want to have full control over your schedule and everything's kind of on your shoulders? There's there's a bunch of different ways. And that also kind of ties into the financial planning and, and really the three core options that I see for people that want to get into media. The first one is just general self-employment. You make your own content. You file for an LLC. You make videos. You maybe do a video podcast. You make that into social content. You do the usual individual content creator kind of stuff, and you put your commentary out there. And you know what? You could earn money on Facebook. You can earn money with ads. You can earn money with your own personal sponsors. That is a definitely a way to go. It's definitely an option. And I personally... <laughs> I like to work for myself. Bottom line is I just am not into being a W-2 employee. And I've always been on the path of trying to find ways to earn money where I had flexibility in my schedule so that I could focus on family when that time came. So that's why I've never really been a W-2 kind of lady. But here's the thing. If it's all on your shoulders, you have to understand that it is a a great challenge because I read this quote one time and it was like, listen, would you rather work at a nine to five that drains you mentally every single day, drains your soul and feels like a slow drip of waterboarding every second you get a little drip of water on your forehead and it's kind of driving you crazy and time is just passing and passing you by? Or do you want to work for yourself where things are a little tense sometimes, you're working extra hard and you might get a swift punch to the face every single day? To me, I had always gone with the, I'd rather deal with the punch to the face swiftly once a day, handle that quick problem and move forward and really have all that responsibility on my shoulders versus the monotonous day to day kind of thing. It's just, that's my vibe. So perhaps that's actually how I ended up in commentary to begin with, because it kind of gives you more freedom. But that's that first option is if you want to be self-employed or if you want to be a self-starter, then yeah, build up your pages, build up your commentary and be a unique voice. That I think everybody should do, whether you sign a contract, whether you become an employee at an actual news station, whatever it is, that's kind of separate. I think everybody needs to have that kind of self-employment option and the creation of their own pages because that gives you leverage when you're actually trying to sign a contract with somebody or something like that. You can be like, listen, this is what I bring to the table. I was able to grow XYZ on my own. I am now trying to join in with you guys and you guys want me to join in with you because you know I can grow stuff. You know I'm good at XYZ and I know that you can help me grow even more. Okay, so we're trying to reach a level where we couldn't reach if we were doing this separately or without each other. So that kind of brings me into the next option of the three. The second is contract work. So this is, you know what, you sign maybe a monthly contract with a company that wants you to provide a certain number of services for that time period. For example, they want a couple videos, two-minute commentary videos. I, I Here's an example that I've done. I had a contract where I gave two two-minute videos per week on a current event news topic, and they would pay me a certain amount per each video, and what I would have to do is 
pick my two news topics, get them approved. I would write a little script on a teleprompter and then I would film them with my camera, edit them into a short little video that was less than two minutes, and then I would send it to their team and their team would add graphics and stuff and then play those short little two-minute videos that I was sending them every week in their commercial breaks between their actual full shows. And so for me, I'm getting a nice little side hustle money and then they are getting what they need to fill the time between their shows when they aren't playing actual commercials. And so it was a good contract for me because I could do it whenever. You know what I mean? I just had to get those two videos in at some point in that week span and I had full autonomy and freedom in choosing my schedule. So that was the kind of work that I enjoyed signing up for or any kind of similar contract work to that. And that brings me to the third thing. The third option is full-time W-2 employee. You do it all. If the company has a new idea, you got to do it. If the company has something that you need to be participating in, they send you. If they need you to fill in or whatever they ask of you, you are an employee and you are doing whatever they ask of you. Now, the, the benefits to this are more stability, more benefits. You have the regular job perks, all that stuff. But at the same time, the the company's probably going to own your pages. The company's probably going to take a large amount if you do earn money from ads or whatever that is. They're going to have <laughs> a large amount of control over that and you are more so a voice on their behalf. And so if you want that, that's great. I, it's not my cup of tea because again, I'm trying to work into a situation where I can earn money on the side with flexibility and I don't want to be on call constantly. That brings me to kind of going backwards to like, what do you want your lifestyle to look like? When I was doing any news hit that I could get, when I was really into this, when I really wanted to grow in that space, I was saying yes to everything. And so I have memories of being in Arizona, right, which is three hours behind New York time, Eastern time. And I would do a 9 a.m., for example, news hit Eastern time. So I would agree to anything, right? And I I would say yes to that. So that meant that I'm waking up at maybe five o'clock to get my makeup on because you have to put the news makeup on and then getting all the lighting set up, getting the camera set up, everything to go on that live news hit at what my time was 6 a.m. and then is 9 a.m. Eastern time. And so then what do you know? You do that five minute news hit, you answer those questions, you do that work And then you turn off the camera, you turn off the lights, and then you're sitting there with like a full face of makeup on. And I don't like makeup, if you guys don't know that. I'm sitting there with a full face of makeup on and it's like 6, 10 in the morning. And to me, it's just, I did that for a certain amount of time. And then I said, wait, I actually really don't like this. I I don't like this kind of lifestyle. I don't like having media makeup on. I don't like, especially having it on at 6 a.m. Because for me, I like to wake up, have a nutritious breakfast, I like to have my cup of coffee, read my Bible, go to the gym, go for a walk, get some outdoor time, and then just really begin my day. Like I'm a morning person in the sense that I love a strong morning routine. And the chaos of not knowing, hey, are they going to ask me to do a 6 a.m. hit or are they going to ask me to do an 8 p.m. hit? I, After a certain amount of time, I just realized this isn't the kind of life that I want to live. Even though it is more flexible than that 9 to 5 option, there's got to be other things for me. And that's when I started to work into more of those okay, I'm going to sign this contract and provide this company two videos per week. I just have to get them into them, get them approved, and that's it. So that was more of the kind of agreement that I liked. I know that was kind of a lot of information, but I hope that gives you guys an idea that there's a wide array of opportunities and options for you within the media space, and it's really whatever you make it into. There's a ton of opportunities, and really, 
in that growth phase, you just got to say yes to everything and try things out and see what you're good at, see what you don't like, all that jazz. But if you have any more questions specifically on that, feel free to message me or submit more because uh, it's definitely something that I'm, I'm happy to share and learn from my experience because I have years of experience in it and here I am now not interested in it. <laughs> okay, so so let's move on to the next question. This one, you guys, really means a lot to me. It really, really caught my attention. Let's just say that. So it said, being newly pregnant at 21, how are you supposed to respond to negative opinions from family? I guess to start, I want to address and just speak directly to this girl or anybody else out there that is just like her. First of all, congratulations on being blessed with a baby. That is an amazing, amazing blessing. It's a miracle. And I am so, so happy for you. I'm seriously just smiling right now because I am seriously happy for you. I am so excited for you guys. And you know this, I am literally here if you need anything, okay? If anything becomes overwhelming, I am here. And I know that a lot of people probably feel that same way for you, even if they feel a little stressed out and nervous for you too. Because you know what? A lot of people probably care about you. Second, here's the facts. If you're dealing with any negativity, if you have outside voices, if you have anybody speaking, ill of you guys. You and him may be very young, but you're about to be parents, okay? You're leveling up. You know what I mean? And so my suggestion here is to embrace this new authority that you have, to embrace fully the role of mama bear right away, okay? Nothing is stopping you from doing that, and nothing says that you aren't worthy of being able to step into that authoritative maternal role. As parents, you guys have to always do what's best for your family unit. That means keeping your relationship strong, and it means prioritizing your relationship and your children and focusing on that before anything else, before any of those external situations, before any of those worldly situations out there that might seem more important right now than they truly are in the big picture. In this absolutely crazy and kind of nasty modern world, we have to avoid the worldly narratives and the evil that just attacks things that are good and true and will provide long-lasting goodness and wholesomeness. Okay, you have to guard your relationship and your children from a lot of evil out there. So I encourage you guys, to be excited about that kind of challenge. Take on that mission and be good to each other and raise up that baby in love and peace. And when things get tough, remember the bigger picture, that this is, this is really about you guys and your core little new family unit that you are building together. And that's got to be strong. And that brings me to the third thing. When people are cruel to others, to us, whether it's in really big ways or really little ways, and maybe they just have, they've got stuff going on on the inside and it leads them to being negative towards others. Or maybe they just truly have judgment in their hearts and they aren't really filled with much internal peace themselves. I feel bad for people like that. When people are mean to me, when people are hurtful to me or to others, I feel, I feel bad because they deserve to have more love in their heart and in their life. And I wish they had a more positive outlook on themselves 
on the situation that they're in and on others in general. Like it's just so much easier to live with happiness and joy and kindness for ourselves and for others inside of our hearts. And I feel bad for people when they are negative. Does that make sense? And so for me, I don't like to internalize ever when people are cruel to me, even though bad things have happened to me and even though bad things happen to you guys, we cannot internalize that negativity and allow it to live inside of us because it's going to slowly bring us down. It's going to slowly fester. For me, I like to look at the Lord's Prayer. Okay, it's so simple. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I think about that all the time. And I think about all the things that perhaps are weighing on me that I'm frustrated by. And again, these are huge things and little things, the big and the small in terms of these trespasses against us. I just want to look at those people and bring positivity. And when we talk about Prince of Peace, when we talk about Jesus, one of the most simple points of it is he's called the Prince of Peace because when we have peace because of our relationship with him, we spread peace in terms of how we interact with other people. And hopefully that spreads a ton and a ton and a ton and and, and keeps pushing peace and happiness and goodness out there. So I love that. And I want the best, even for the people that maybe don't have such positive outlooks as we do right now. And of course, deliver us from evil. There are going to be bad forces out there. There's going to be bad temptations out there that try and rip apart good, good things like a family unit and the bonds between a mom and a dad and, of course, the parents and their children. So please protect those core fundamental things and keep that as the main focus for you over and over again and keep seeing the big picture. So kind of to sum that up, At the end of the day, what matters is your relationship with each other as parents and then your relationship as parents with your child. Keep those bonds as strong as you can and do not let negative forces hurt you or permeate inside of your home, okay? Now, the next more positive thing that I have to say to you, because again, I'm not a mom, right? But this is something really interesting and inspiring to me because I love to look at this stuff. A study recently came out that said something that can be truly life-changing for a human, for an individual, is if they grew up with an extremely loving and nurturing mother. That can set a child up for success, not just in their childhood and development, but for the rest of their life, as an adult, as an elderly person, they can have much more success in all phases of their life if they grew up from infancy all the way till 18 or whatever it is with a nurturing, loving, kind, and gentle mother. Isn't that so interesting? So that's a little inspiration for you. And then for anybody, because I deal with this a lot, for anybody out there who is like me, and sees quite often people who are anti-abortion. They're in the pro-life movement, but they are highly judgy as soon as they find out that someone is young and gets married. I just ask you, listen, there's no going back, okay? When a young woman gets pregnant and chooses life, God bless her for that, okay? The last thing we want is to make a human being feel incapable of being able to raise her own child, so much so that she falls for the narrative that the other side is giving her that, hey, 
it's okay to just walk back this situation and pretend like it never happened, okay? So as people in the anti-abortion movement and people in the pro-family movement, instead of judging people who are pregnant and chose life for, oh, now you have this child, what are you going to do? We need to give as much love as we possibly can, okay? Look at the situation and say, how can I bring goodness, bring more goodness into the situation? How can I be a good person in this situation? What is my relationship to this young woman and how can I be a supporter of her and her new family? That's it, okay? I think that that's a pretty simple concept. Unfortunately, it's something that I think our side definitely struggles with. So maybe we'll talk about that more in the future. But bottom line is congratulations and truly do not let the negativity impact you. Do not let it come into your home. Do not let it fester in your mind because at the end of the day, you're about to be a mama and you're about to be the mama bear to a very precious baby. And I am so excited for you and you're going to do great. Whew. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's move on to question number three. That one was heated. I feel, I feel tense because that was a really emotional one. Um, this one's a little more calm. It's how to make money in college. <laughs> and this is specifically from a young woman asking about this. So I, I made this a little more woman-focused. But guys, listen, if you're good at this stuff too, listen up. I have examples of if you have these certain traits, here's what you could probably do, or at least here's what I would do or what I have done. Number one. If you're a very organized person, if you like to keep lists, if you like and enjoy keeping everything organized and clean and you're fairly good at technology and you know the basics, pretty much all of us do these days, then I encourage you to start a little online assistant service business. It's pretty easy to file for an LLC, make a little business, whatever it is, but that is really just like a quick, simple thing that you need to get done. The bottom line is being an online assistant is something so, so, so many people need, and it can pay hourly, weekly, monthly, project-based, whatever it is, depending on what that business needs. When you're thinking of like, how can I earn money? You have to ask yourself, what are the problems out there that I can solve? What are the problems out there that people with money have that I want to solve for them in exchange for some of that money to make their life easier. If you think about it in terms of you're serving somebody and making their life easier in exchange for money, then it's like, oh yeah, so I've got to just provide something good and find a problem that I can solve with my own unique skills. The problem with a lot of small businesses, with a lot of entrepreneurs, with a lot of people that are high achievers, maybe they have really creative minds. Maybe they have a wonderful imagination. They're able to get a lot of things done. They're able to grow businesses. They're able to make a ton of money or create cool products, all that stuff, right? Like they have that true entrepreneurship spirit or that leadership spirit, that type A personality, all that stuff. But they are struggling and they're at a point where they are reaching a major growth phase and they've got a lot going on in terms of getting product out there, getting ideas out there, doing the creative work. They find themselves getting pulled away from the things that can grow all of their operations because they've got to keep the books. They've got to reply to people on social media. They've got to answer emails. They've got to make sure the back end's working. They've got to do their taxes, all that stuff. And so that's where you can come in and solve that in a really simple way. So all you have to do really is be trained in the very basic platforms of Google Drive. Think QuickBooks where people keep all their accounting and their information Think Google Calendar, where people keep their events, Excel, MyLanote, I love MyLanote, Canva Editing, MailChimp, Shopify, where people have their websites, Wix, Squarespace, the usual stuff. If you guys are 
good at keeping things neat and organized and handled, and you are able to be trusted by someone who just wants to be able to trust a human being with these very basic, simple tasks, maybe paying invoices, replying to people on email or social media, keeping their calendar, sending them a task list of, hey, you said these things on our call need to be done, just wanted to send you your to-do list for the week, here you go, or pulling numbers for them from Shopify or pulling a maybe pulling an expense report from QuickBooks, maybe putting their expenses in if they give you their receipts. This can all be done remotely from your dorm, from your apartment, whatever it is. And all you have to do is have some calls with them and check in with them via email and have the logins to their accounts. And you can keep everything organized from them and charge a fair amount. And it is a huge service to them. They really appreciate it. You aren't you aren't swindling them for money. You're helping them out in a huge way. So a lot of people are looking for this kind of stuff. But here's the problem. It's hard to trust someone with this information. It's hard to trust someone with access to a QuickBooks account, to the back end of a website where you can see all the customer information. It's hard to trust someone with, hey, you're not going to say anything embarrassing to my clients, right, if I let you answer emails or any of that kind of stuff. If you are responsible, trustworthy, neat, clean, and can get the job done and you're trustworthy on all these things, you could do really well as an online assistant. And on top of that, once you kind of do it for one person, maybe they have a friend and they recommend you to that person and then you can just keep adding clients because it's pretty manageable and you can build on that and make more and more money. So that's definitely something for more organized people. Now, if you're a young lady in college and you are a people person, you're nurturing and you love kids, this is often overlooked as like, oh, of course I could babysit, blah, blah, blah. But I'm serious. You need to look into nannying or becoming a babysitter, okay? And for this, think of the problem. Parents are stuck at home and maybe they just want to go out on a nice date night. You read those studies that say parents should be going out on a weekly date or at least every two weeks and they've got to keep the flame alive and it's important to date each other when you're married. Everybody wants to still be able to date each other, but when you have a lot of kids, there is the concern of what the heck am I going to do? And here's the problem. They need to hire someone trustworthy because those are their precious children that they're leaving with a stranger potentially. So it's up to you to just show, hey, listen, not only am I nurturing and loving and love playing with kids and love having fun with them and I'm a people person and I could do all that kind of stuff. I can make them their meals. I could get them to bed. I could do the basics and just feed them, put them to bed or maybe watch a movie with them, then put them to bed and then wait until their parents come home. Yeah, that's pretty simple. But here's what the parents want. They want someone who can communicate, who is trustworthy and who is responsible and dependable because you're going to be with their precious precious children. So that's really the kind of quality and character that you want to show to the parents when you want to get hired. And again, this is a situation of if you do well, they'll tell their parent friends who will tell their friends and their friends and their friends, and it can make you some good money. If you're creative, I see a lot of people that they make this beautiful art in like painting class in college or whatever, or maybe they like to doodle on their iPad for fun. You guys, please get paid for your work, okay? There are tons of businesses out there who if you can make your work in a digital form, if you can figure out, hey, I'm not just going to doodle in a notepad, I'm going to doodle on an iPad and I'm going to make actual art that businesses can use to make products or sell on products, all that stuff, I could actually get paid for my services because you have a wonderful skill that not a lot of people have out there. This is a really great opportunity for anybody that enjoys this kind of work. Please, Look for small or medium-sized businesses that need designers for new graphics on their products 
and you can draw the art on your iPad, sell them for a certain amount per logo, per design, or you could just say, you know what, if you want to pay me a certain amount each month, you can just come to me and we can work together whenever you have an idea business. Just contact me when you need me and I'll be on retainer for you for a certain amount per month. This is a great opportunity for contract jobs where Maybe a really savvy business person, a very type A, very successful, or or they're in that growth phase and they need to expand more. They just don't have that creative artist skill where it's like, you know what, I have a concept and I'm going to put it pen to paper and I'm going to make this design. Instead, they maybe need a creative person like you who can take some simple directions, some simple ideas, and then actually create and build something from it and then provide it to that business person to make a product with. So you are very, very skilled in that way. And there's a lot of people that would love to pay you for that. And of course, the last thing is that if you guys have anything that you are good at making, if you have any skill, if you have any crafty thing, please, please, no matter how many products you end up selling, start an LLC, anything crafty or whatnot, I'm telling you, start an LLC make a Shopify website, make an Etsy, make a Pinterest, make an Instagram, grab your iPhone because it's a high, high, high quality camera. Take pictures of that product in natural light and begin selling those things, okay? We are not in a situation where, hey, if you start a small business, you you can sell to your community. (laughs) You can sell to your small town and you have to get a brick and mortar so that people can come see your products. No, no, no. Now you can reach the 300 million people out there in our country who have money and want to buy things. Your your customer base is now the millions of people across America. It's no longer just your small town. So a small business can easily get the products sold that it needs to sell if it is opening its audience all the way to the nation. And social media does that for us. So please don't think, oh, it can never happen for me. Oh, I can't create something or, oh, no one's going to want to buy this. I promise you, you could find something. Okay, that's how I did my little flags. Hope that's helpful. All right. And that being said, those three questions really took up the whole episode. I I have more, so we'll do that on the next episode. I might have a surprise for you guys next episode, but we'll have to wait and see. Okay. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, hit subscribe. I'll see you guys later. Bye.